Welcome, dumbheads, to MDC, the Mega Dumb Cast. In this, the high noon of season five, I'm identifying the dumbest thing on every goddamn page of MT2, the Weird Weird West, the second in a trio of time travel adventures for TSR's Marvel Superheroes RPG. Every episode is one page, every episode is short. The Weird Weird West was written by Ray Winninger and published in 1989 by TSR. Today we're discussing page number 55 of The Weird Weird West, and believe it or not, we're talking about Kid Colt again. We're in the Western Heroes section. This is the second page of Kid Colt. It's going to be a challenge, and it leaves me once again staggered that Kid Colt's comic book ran for 26 years. Yesterday we talked about Kid Colt's stat block and sort of the basics, who he is. Recap. Cowboy. Today we we just have to talk about his story. All today is, is his profile carried over from last page, started there, and then white space. There's nothing else to talk about here. And believe me, if there were, I'd be on it. But it's actually good that I didn't have another option today. There's a gem here that I unearthed only because I had to dig for something. It's near the end. So let's just get going. We'll get through this together. And eventually, I promise we're going to hit upon the interesting cowboy shit that should have been in this book. So as we established last time, Kid Colt's real name is Blaine Colt, old plain Blaine Colt. He comes from Wyoming. His father was a rancher. It says here up on page 54, quote, Blaine secretly began practicing using a Colt 45 handgun and discovered he was extraordinarily fast on the draw. Now, I don't know what kind of scale you're grading on there, but let me just point out the Old West Phantom Riders get a plus one on initiative when they draw their revolvers. Rawhide Kid gets a plus two on initiative when he draws his revolver. Two-Gun Kid can draw two revolvers in the same turn. No bonus, but he can do both. He's a two-gun specialist. Doesn't necessarily come in handy because, as we've established, Two-Gun Kid is always carrying two guns in his hands at all times. He would carry two guns in both hands, if he could, for a total of four guns. But then, of course, he'd have to change his professional email address, try to get Twitter to change his handle. It's it's too much of a hassle. But if it were feasible, he'd do it. My point is, very fast draw, Two-Gun Kid. Kid Colt, a, quote, extraordinarily fast draw, who is the only gunslinger presented here, who does not get some special bonus to gun drawing. So anyway, it says here that uh, Blaine had a short temper and he knew this about himself, so he refused to carry a gun. His dad knew that he might someday need a gun to defend himself. He's like, why don't you carry a gun, Blaine? And Blaine's like, I don't know, man, because Blaine didn't want to tell his father. It's because I've got a bad temper. Because if he told his father that he had a short temper, he was afraid his father would think he might someday kill someone. This seems like something a teenager might think. It does not seem like a realistic representation of an interpersonal situation. I feel like if you've got a teenage son and a dad, and the teenage son has so much anger and such low impulse control that even he himself is like, I better not have a gun at hand or I'm definitely going to kill somebody. But I'm not going to tell my dad that's why I won't go near guns, because then he'll know that I'm a fucking homicide of passion waiting to happen. If that's your concern, he knows. <laughs> like if if that's If you realize that anytime you can reach a gun, everyone around you is in mortal danger, your father has noticed. So either Blaine is mistaken about his dad not being aware of this problem, or, as I think more likely, Blaine is one of those teenage boys who's like, no one understands that I have this darkness inside me. I could do some fucked up things. Subjectively, you feel like you're Bruce Banner and you're holding in the Hulk, and objectively, uh, you're a human being who sometimes feels angry, but pretty much all you do about it is scowl at people when they're not looking, and that's fine. That's my diagnosis of plain Blaine Colt. So anyway, as in all Western stories where somebody doesn't want to go sling guns, it becomes necessary to sling guns. You see, Lash Larrabee, 
branches out from being a desperado to forming like a sort of rancher's association or union that is actually a protection racket. And then they come and try to get Blaine and his dad to join. The dad says no. And so Lash Larrabee forces them out of town at gunpoint and tells them if he ever sees them again, they're either going to join his association or he's going to gunfight them. So the next day, the dad, Dan Colt, gets up early and leaves without Blaine noticing, goes in town to gunfight Lash Larrabee, and he dies. And that makes Blaine really mad because his dad got shot, and he rationalizes this into a complaint about fairness. Quote, Since Larrabee was a professional gunfighter and Dan Colt was not, Blaine claimed that their duel had not been fair and that Larrabee had murdered Dan Colt. Ah, the beast inside Blaine has been unleashed. He heard that his father had been violently killed, and that monster inside him came out and he's like, but, but, that's not fair. My dad wasn't as good at shooting guns as that guy. It's not fair to win a gunfight because you're better at fighting with guns. Everybody watch out. Mad dog Blaine Colt is on the loose, and he's accusing everybody of not being fair to him. And anyway, I'm very curious about what Blaine means here by, quote, professional gunfighter. It's not like this guy Lash Larrabee is a, a marshal or a Pinkerton or a soldier or even a mercenary. He's just a guy with a gun who fights people with guns. I mean, I don't know. He's found a way to make that lucrative, obviously. I'm not saying I support that, but it's not like he's got a fucking retirement. It's not like they send him to a gunfighting retreat every year for professional development. He's just a guy who shoots guns. If that disqualifies you from gunfighting, how are people supposed to get killed in the streets? The whole system is going to fall apart. So anyway, predictably, Blaine decides, that's it. I'm going to take the step, cross the Rubicon, and actually hold a gun and carry it with me. He goes to a saloon, and he tells Larrabee, I'm going to gunfight you. And so Larrabee goes for his gun, and Blaine shoots him before he can fire. So then the rest of Larrabee's gang go to the sheriff, because they feel like that guy Blaine, he's too fast to draw for us. I mean, pro he's probably not very high in the overall Old West leaderboard. He's like the worst competitive Street Fighter player, definitely but barely on a different level from the rest of us. And anyway, if we've learned anything from this book, it's that bandits and ruffians are very prone to flee in the first turn of anything happening. So the gang members go to the sheriff and tattle on Blaine and say that he murdered Larrabee. And there's a distinction here between murdered and killed. They're saying it was murder because Blaine didn't give Larrabee a chance to draw his gun. But in fact, Blaine said he was going to shoot Larrabee and then outdrew Larrabee. So he did in fact shoot Larrabee before Larrabee could shoot him. But he allowed the, I guess, the barrel of the gun to clear the top of the holster. If the barrel's clear of the holster, it's justice. If it's still in the holster, it's murder. Now, unfortunately, they did not yet have instant replay for saloon fights back in the Old West. The sheriff can't just go watch the tape, so he needs to bring Blaine Colt in for questioning. Quote, afraid that no one would believe he had outdrawn Larrabee in a fair fight, Blaine Colt fled from Abilene. Yes, he fled town because the sheriff wanted to question him because someone said he killed a guy. Quote, from then on, Blaine Colt, known as Kid Colt, wandered the American Southwest as a fugitive from the law. His flight from Abilene convinced many that he was a murderer, and he was unjustly blamed for many crimes over the years. In fact, Kid Colt used his amazing skill with guns to defend people from criminals, and many came to call him, quote, a Robin Hood on horseback. I feel like Robin Hood did ride a horse, right? Robin Hood was the original Robin Hood on horseback. So that's it. I mean, that's Kid Colt's big thing, is that he's falsely believed to be an outlaw. He's got this fugitive thing going on. But here's the thing. It's not like he was convicted of a crime and he did a jailbreak. It's not like he was trapped in an inescapable frame job and he had to slip the noose and go out to prove his innocence before he was inevitably tried and convicted. Somebody just told the sheriff, 
hey, Blaine is a murderer. And then the sheriff was like, better look into that. Hey, Blaine, come over here, talk to me for a minute. And Blaine's like, well, it's time to hit the road for the rest of my life. A fugitive from the law. You're, you're wanted for questioning. They're going to ask you questions. This is a situation you should not be allowed to say without qualification you are wanted by the law. You are wanted by the law for questioning. You have to clarify. It's a very different situation. This does not justify roaming the Southwest. Anyway, here's the interesting part. Quote, among Kid Colt's most notorious adversaries were Iron Mask, Dr. Danger, and the Fat Man. That's the only sentence we get about the Kid Colt rogues gallery. These names are just thrown out like they're trivia. Like, and by the way, Kid Colt fought a bunch of outlaws. One of them was named Iron Mask. It wasn't just a nickname. Iron Mask is an evil blacksmith who made himself a full suit of iron armor to make himself invincible in gunfights, but then called himself Iron Mask so people would think it was just an iron mask. So number one, he gets a spooky iron mask, and number two, people don't know that the reason he's bulletproof is because he is also iron chest. The first time he went up against Kid Colt, Kid Colt figured out what was going on and shot him in the arm. Next time, Iron Mask comes back with iron arms. It's an arms race, if you'll pardon the expression, between this evil blacksmith, who is not so much of a gunfighter, but is using his blacksmithing skill to encase himself in bulletproof metal so that effectively he can use his int stat instead of his dex to be an Old West outlaw. Very clever, very interesting, good look. Then there's Dr. Danger. Uh, Dr. Danger is a man in a purple suit, a top hat, kind of a con man gunslinger. He's got a partner, the invisible gunman, who's actually invisible, and all you can see is his cowboy hat and the gun that he's holding. And obviously, you can get a lot accomplished when you're an invisible gunman. It says here the invisible gunman even managed to outdraw Kid Colt because Kid Colt couldn't see him draw. Although the, the gun is visible, so like, what information are you missing? The gun's right there. How would seeing fingers on it help you in this situation? I ask you, Kid Colt. But anyway, as it turns out, there is no invisible gunman. Dr. Danger is a con man who's got like ventriloquism skills and a magnet that he uses to suspend a hat and gun in the air. And he throws his voice. And he can also use his magnet for other things, pull people's guns out of their hands. Just an overall tricky dude with a specialty in magnets. Then, finally, you've got the Fat Man. The Fat Man's real name is Lee Portman. Yes, his name is a spoonerism for portly man. Uh, he's an Australian who came to the United States, to the American West, just, I guess, for normal, honest reasons. Maybe he wasn't a good guy, but he didn't have any special criminal intent. But he was mocked for being a big guy. A fight broke out, and he beat the shit out of the people who had been insulting him with his boomerang. When he realized how easy it is to beat the shit out of people with a boomerang... Because number one, he's very good with a boomerang. And number two, Americans are not hip to the boomerang yet. And news travels slow. You can travel from town to town. In every one, you can throw your boomerang past somebody and then have them say, ha, missed me. And then it comes back and hits them in the back of the head. And then down the road to the next town, same fucking thing. Everywhere you go and start shit, it's like it's the first time anybody ever threw a boomerang all over again. So he decides to become a criminal since nobody can stop him and his unbeatable boomerang. Here's a quote from Fat Man's wiki entry. Quote, Fat Man turned to crime, which ultimately led him into conflict with Kid Colt. Kid Colt tracked him down, but Fat Man quickly disarmed him and beat him savagely. <laughs> However, he was surrendered and was arrested when Colt destroyed his boomerang. Listen, this sounds like a job for an iron boomerang to me. From what I'm hearing here, if Colt hadn't been able to shoot apart that boomerang, if that boomerang had been bulletproof, Kid Colt would be dead now. He'd be dead in the ground with an embarrassing inscription on his tombstone that he was killed by some manner of curved stick. The Undertaker wouldn't know what to call it. Nobody does. Not in the American West. Possibly an iron boomerang wouldn't fly. I don't know. Aluminum. I am not a boomerangulist. This is not a job for me. You know, this may be a job for the Iron Mask, the evil blacksmith. 
And indeed, these three have worked together. They've teamed up to form a circus of crime to fight Western heroes. The dumbest thing in this page, we get this boring ass backstory for Kid Colt, who supposedly is like this roaming fugitive outlaw. This is nothing. This this is nobody. In contrast, though, the Fat Man, Dr. Danger, Iron Mask, they should have been in this module. There are five supervillains in this adventure. Each of them only really appears for one scene, right? We see Dr. Doom have a conversation in disguise in one other scene, maybe. But these are like whole supervillains. They're wasted, being just used in one scene in a, in a fight. And they're kind of an overwhelming force, potentially, to the extent that the author suggests if the heroes are having trouble, you might need to have a selective earthquake happen and just have rocks fall on all the bad guys. The narrative and mechanical function of these supervillains, such as it is, would have been much better served by these very colorful, fun Old West villains that fought Kid Colt. Fighting Mysterio for one scene in a cave is a waste, and it's not very fun. Because what's a con man supposed to do to you in a stand-up fight like this? I'll tell you what. He's supposed to trick you into believing that he's backed up by an invisible gunman and then use sleight of hand to whip out a concealed magnet and pull your metal weapons out of your hands. That's Dr. Danger's thing. He's a con man for these times. He's a con man for Old West times. There's less to these characters. They have a really fun gimmick. They're designed to go up against gunslingers. And they're on theme for this adventure. Unlike the fucking Black Knight, which is like, what is he doing here? For one scene, there's a villain nobody cares about in black chainmail with an electric lance who fights you in a cave because someone paid him to. That is not Old West action. The Fat Man is Old West action. So we were robbed here. If I had to choose between Kid Colt and the ne'er-do-wells who want to kill Kid Colt, I would choose the ne'er-do-wells every time. But you know who I would choose over both of them? The motherfucking Rawhide Kid. Join me next time for him on MDC, the Mega Dumbcast. This has been MDC. New episodes drop every day except for Sundays, when all the previous week's episodes drop in one big megasode on the top-secret patrons-only RSS feed. If you'd like to get access to that feed and support the show, go to patreon.com slash megadumbcast. Contact me however you want. I am Megadumbcast on Twitter, Gmail, Podbean, your favorite podcatcher, etc., etc. This episode's theme music, used under Creative Commons license, is Western Firefight 2 by Kula, whose work you can find at kula.com. That's C-U-L-L-A-H dot com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>